Greetings all. Our next topic in the Internal Medicine Podcast will be the non-ST segment elevation myocardial infarction. Chronic coronary artery disease can be classified into stable angina and acute coronary syndromes. Acute coronary syndromes can be further subclassified into NSTEMI or the non-ST segment elevation type and STEMI or the ST segment elevation type. For this lecture, we will be limiting ourselves to the non-ST segment elevation MR. They have evidence of myocyte necrosis in the form of elevated cardiobiomarkers which can be differentiated from unstable angina in that in the latter there is no evidence of myocyte necrosis. NSTEMI is divided, de defined as an acute coronary syndrome that occurs due to imbalance between oxygen demand and supply resulting because of a partially occluding thrombus formed on a disrupted atherothrombotic coronary plaque. Other causes include Prince metal angina which is due to coronary spasm of the epicardial arteries, severe obstruction due to coronary atherosclerosis and increased myocardial oxygen demand due to fever, tachycardia, tyrotoxicosis and others. 35% of NSTEMI is due to triple vessel disease while 20% are due to double vessel and single vessel disease respectively. Optical coherence tomography has shown the culprit lesion to be formed of a lipid core containing on top a thin fibrous cap. The clinical presentation is often of a patient with severe chest discomfort that has at least one of the following. It occurs at rest or on minimal exertion. It is relatively of recent onset and it occurs with a crescendo pattern. There is also evidence of myocyte necrosis and when the above are combined with the evidence of myocyte necrosis, a diagnosis of NSTEMI acute coronary syndrome is established. A typical patient presenting in the emergency department would have substernal discomfort radiating to the left arm or neck. He may also have anginal equivalents, which include dyspnea, epigastric discomfort, nausea, or chest pain. Women, especially those with diabetes mellitus or the elderly, are likely to have anginal equivalents. If the patient has a large area of myocardial ischemia, he may present with pale, cold, clammy skin, tachycardia, S3, S4 may be heard on auscultation, bacillar rails and hypotension may also be present. An ECG will show ST depression in about 20-25% of patients and new and deep T-wave inversions are also possible. Cardiac biomarkers are typically elevated. Troponin T or troponin I are the main investigative modalities. Minor elevations in these biomarkers may also be due to congestive heart failure, PTE or myocarditis. Evaluation of these patients typically involves ECG, biomarkers and stress testing. And the goal of evaluation is to rule out myocardial infarction, to detect rest ischemia and to detect coronary obstruction at rest. The risk stratification is using the TRIMI score and other risk factors include diabetes mellitus, left ventricular dysfunction, renal dysfunction, increased B-type natriuretic peptide and C-reactive protein. The management of NSTEMI involves bed rest, continuous ECG monitoring and medical management. Medical management may be classified into anti-ischemic therapy or anti-thrombotic therapy. Anti-ischemic therapy consists of nitrates, beta blockers and calcium channel blockers. Nitrates in the form of buccal spray may be given at the dosing of 0.3 to 0.6 milligrams IV nitroglycerin at the dose of 5 to 10 mics per minute which can be increased to 20 or 30 
mics per minute every 5 minutes with a target systolic blood pressure of 100 millimeters of mercury maximum dose of IV nitroglycerin in NSTEMI is 200 micrograms remember that nitrates are contraindicated in people taking sildenafil for more than 48 hours the second drug in the management of NSTEMI consists of beta blockers these may also be given for unstable angina metoprolol at 25 to 50 milligrams per orally every 6 hours contraindication to beta blockers include heart failure first to second degree heart block reactive airway disease, left ventricular failure, or a heart rate of less than 60 per minute. Calcium channel blockers may be given in patients symptoms not relieved by nitrates or beta blockers. Contraindications to calcium channel blockers include pulmonary edema and evidence of left ventricular dysfunction. ACE inhibitors, statins, and angiotensin receptor blockers are also given in the long-term management of NSTEMI. The antithrombotic therapy may be classified into antiplatelet drugs which include aspirin which is initiated at a dose of 325 milligrams per deciliter and then continued on 70 to 100 milligrams per day. If absent high risk of bleed then P2Y12 receptor blockers may also be given. These include the thenopyridine clopidogrel, prasugrel and ticagrelor. Prasugrel has a more rapid action and increased platelet inhibition following angiography as shown in the Triton trial it has a better and faster onset of action and is considered in patients in whom PCI is planned it is contraindicated in patients with transient ischemic attacks or stroke and a dose of 60 mg stat followed by 10 mg per day for 15 months is preferred Ticagrelor is a reversible P2Y12 inhibitor as proved in the PLATO trial it is now recommended for NSTEMI and at a dose of 180 mg stat followed by 90 mg twice a day. Anticoagulants for NSTEMI include unfractionated heparin at 70 mics per kg per hour followed by an infusion of 12 to 15 mics per kg. Anoxaparin or low molecular weight heparin may be started at 1 mg per kg subcutaneous 12 dali. Bivalirudin is a direct thrombin inhibitor which may be considered and Fondaparinox is an indirect 10A inhibitor which is started at a dose of 0.75 mg per kg which may be increased to 1.75 mg per kg per hour. Long term management of NSTEMI includes smoking cessation, optimal weight, daily exercise, blood pressure control and lipid management. Before we conclude, a word about early invasive strategy in non-ST segment elevation myocardial infarction. Historically, if a patient has had a percutaneous coronary intervention in the past six months, a coronary artery bypass graft, or has recurrent angina at rest despite therapy, and has type 2 diabetes mellitus, this favors early invasive strategy in patients with NSTEMI. Clinically, if a patient is having symptoms of congestive heart failure in the form of rails, basal crepitations, S3, S4 or hemodynamic instability, early invasive strategy is preferred. And finally, lab parameters showing a new ST depression on the ECG, a mild to moderate renal dysfunction, an ejection fraction of less than 40%, sustained VT and a high-risk TIMI score of more than 3 prompts early invasive strategy in non-ST segment elevation myocardial infarction. That's it folks for this episode on the internal medicine podcast on non-ST segment elevation MI. We'll see you next time. Cheers.